227, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 227 of the Hotbox Show, coming to you live and unpredictable from the Hotbox Studio here at the Jazz Farm. We've had a very, very busy week here. We've had the students from agri-colleges here using the Jazz Farm as their farm classroom. Uh, we have uh, Nico Vorobov from... Uh, not okay. fresh out of Russia, but he's originally from Russia via the UK, a vice journalist in the house today. We're going to be chatting to him a bit later. There's been so much news that today I actually sent a message to a friend and I said, what we need is a war room. Okay, we need a war room where we've got this huge big wall like you see in the movies. We've got all of these pictures up and bits of string and sticky notes and, you know, like when it's they're trying to catch... But we don't have people, can we call it the peace room? We can call it the peace room. What a good idea. The, and on either yeah. side of the door, you can have the fingers, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Something. So around the table tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I have Charles, uh, who's looking resplendent in his Dank Pack t-shirt today. Um, Dank Pack, of course, affiliates of Fields of Green for All, remember? Premium affiliates. Premium affiliates. They um, support us in more ways than you can ever imagine. And remember to always support those who support Fields of Green for All. And we have Dan in his Marumbiros t-shirt mm. that comes all the way from Brazil. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's always been a favorite of mine. It's such a happy t-shirt. Yes. I love the aeroplane. There's looks no like cool a story behind it, what they were, that they were international smugglers of the highest caliber, and then they actually turned their smuggling empire into a brand wow. that they now sell. Yeah. Merch for. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> so they've got the narco trafficking plane and yes. everything there. Yeah. And the ship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With yeah. a hull full of coke and whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dale looking awfully smart in a leafy collared shirt. Uh, Dale's going to be um, showing us some particularly interesting purple weed tonight on the Dank Camp. And of course, Joe, our marvelous, amazing executive producer of the Hotbox Show. <laughs> and also, also with my dank packs. And also with her dank Which also packs. has Bioleaf on, which is another premium um, affiliate. We're lucky we've got three. And we uh, are going to be speaking all about the expo. Of course, you can find Fields of Green for All at the Dank Pack stand. We are sharing with our amazing friends, um, uh, Ryan and Ash and Nico and the boys. So please come and visit us at the expo, but a little bit more of that later. And for me, I've just got my favorite Dick Heroic shirt on. I really do. I really do like it because it always t uh, um, turns heads. Mm. Uh, it has no effect if you're overseas, just by the way. No, it just looks sporty. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. We were talking about this purple weed, and then um, before should we do the poll first? Oh, we should do the poll first. Mm -hmm. Okay, we should. Do and the maybe pole this first. time, maybe this week, if you're good, if you're really nice, we'll give you the results at the end of the show. <laughs> no, we forgot last week. If we're good and we don't get too stoned. <laughs> Was that moon, I'll post it later. It was that moonstick that really <laughs> slapped It was. Yeah. It was. Jeez, I love those moonsticks. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah. So, the poll, as you can see up on your screen, please vote on Facebook or on YouTube, as YouTube have reintroduced the polls. So, it's actually relating to an article that we're going to be speaking about a bit later. But do you think that SAPRA are corrupt? Corrupt. Yes? Maybe? No. So first, first uh, option is yes. Second option is maybe. Third option is is no. 
Uh, SARPRA, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority, and somewhat of a thorn in our sides as they have captured South African cannabis. So please vote <coughs> and we'll give you the results. We promise, we promise, we promise. That we made a note on it this time. I think it's hard to say they as an entity are corrupt. I think the laws are definitely corrupt. There's, There's corrupt things. elements within the entity. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. we can't sit, I mean, I don't think it's possible for anyone in South Africa to actually believe that they aren't. Exactly. You, you, yeah, it, exactly. We, every department in our governmental organization, in the whole of our government, is corrupt in some way or form yeah. or another because it's ingrained in the, the higher, like the highest level yes. to be corrupt. Yeah. They, yes. they are. So yeah. do we all yes. think software would, are corrupt? Uh, yes, we all do. Of, unfortunately, yes. it's just because it's, yes. it's just because that it's like it's I'm because a hard we, yes. we it's because that's what we know. That's South Africa. That. that corruption is where is is in our government, and that's the end of story. There's mm. no fairness and truth behind any and of our I've had enough phone calls from people telling me what the license process is like to go through and how many people didn't get it and how many people were messed around. Even just so. the fact of them being able to give people licenses is a corrupt yeah, thing. Yeah, licenses you know? are corrupt yes, out of the nature. And who licenses. gave them the right? Because the government didn't mandate anyone yeah, to... Which god gave them the permission to control There's never been the any laws enacted giving people their various mandates in the, in the cannabis industry. And the one thing that one must <coughs> never ever forget about SARPRA is they are not a government department. They private are a private privacy. company. So who is paying? I mean, there's all sorts of lawsuits going on at the moment. Who's paying uh, Sarpra's legal bills? Huh? I wonder who's paying it. Because at PTY Limited, I doubt they've got the funds for the millions and millions it takes to challenge all of these things in court. So, yeah. I don't know. There's something well, of a bit of a cross over. they millions and millions with their overpriced unicorn licenses <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But you know what? We don't want to influence your decision That's on the poll. <laughs> we really don't. So you tell us what, what you think and we'll tell you at the end of the show. So now it just so happens that this week we've got another iteration of the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill. And uh, the, the, the amendments in the bill, because you know every time they send us the amendments and they put the amendments in a different color. And this time the amendments in the bill were written in purple. Okay, so we decided to choose some purple weed for the rank camp tonight, and then Charles uh, very generously provided us with some pink cones, and the pink cones are called Lady Hornet. So let's have a look at our pink cones and our purple weed to go with the cannabis for private purposes bill. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll bring up the dank cam. It's pandemonium. Lady Hornet is go. on Instagram. They and retail at approximately $89.90. Approximately. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good deal compared to raw or hemp uh, free rolls. And uh, I found it in Alberton. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. Yeah, I go to Ikerulene. So they are, so they are from the brand Hornets, right? It's, Hornets it's pretty. Look at the pretty filter. Yeah, they're not FDA approved. They seem to be all natural, but I just wonder about the pink colouring. What they yeah, use because that. I looked everywhere in the box, and there's no ingredients list. And yeah, it can. I mean, there can only be so many ways to dye paper, right? Hopefully, it's beetroot. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope so. So then, the purple weed to go with the purposes bull <coughs> is. It's called Putang. <laughs> Ah, it is called Putang, and it was uh, grown by Brave Seed. And uh, the extract made from this particularly uh, beautiful color cannabis um, was one of our entrants in the Amber Cup 
week before last. So uh, it's a it's a strain that we're getting Which, quite used to. I mean, for me, it's quite surprising because it's not exactly a highly resonant plant that mm. you would expect. Well, to what did you put in the cone? Something in, different. What, what, something that's, different that's, in the cone. Something what else do we yeah. got there? Yeah. So we looked at the purple weed, and it doesn't really have too many trichomes. So we decided we'd prefer a few more trichomes. So Dan brought us um, something really tasty. So we've mixed that with purple weed. We've put it into the pink roly, and that's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna smoke on the show tonight. Yeah. So. You're going to put the same to where we're done with it, hey? Yeah. It doesn't taste yeah. horrible, you know? No. I've had, I remember, there was a, I remember there was a green paper, and there's also that transparent paper, and they both taste quite horrible. No, they do. Taste bad and I don't like thin. that transparent paper either. No, the glass like paper, it's impossible yeah. to roll with because it's so slippery. We actually tried last week at home, <laughs> and it was the... Was it because you had no blades? No, the, the, the youngest, who is over the age of 18, uh, he likes rolling us evening joints and he likes getting creative and he saw them in the cabinet because I Does he make aeroplanes and stuff? <laughs> not that creative. Not that creative yet. But he likes playing with dab and keef and a bit of hash and things like that. Mm. So he likes to play games with our minds at night. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But he didn't like the glass one. He said it was impossible to roll with. It just, you, you, there's no grip. And there's no slide. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so great, we're getting our THC levels up and um, just to give you a little bit of news from the Fields of Green for All team, we've had a phenomenally busy week as I said at the beginning of the show and um, one of the, uh, the first things that I want to mention is that next Tuesday at UCT we are having a civil society meeting, gathering. Um, if you are in Cape Town and you would like to come Please let us know and we'll send you an invite. The invite has gone out on our various groups and you can also look on the Fields of Green for All blog where we sent you the invite. There's actually two different events happening in Cape Town. On Monday, Cannabis Africana, which is a project that is being run by the University of Cape Town and the University of Bristol's criminolo criminology department, uh, all about cannabis in Africa from an academic point of view. Uh, on Monday, there is a workshop. Uh, it's, as, as I said, a little bit more on the academic side. If you would like to come, you need to register for that. So check out our blog. There's a link there to register. It's completely free. And then on Tuesday evening at UCT, we have the social activism event. And we would really, really like a nice turnout because we would like to introduce the activists to the Cannabis Africana project so, um, so that we can spread the net, as it were. You know, it was the project that sent me to Nigeria a couple of weeks ago, and uh, our entire panel, save for Maria Goretti, who, who's from Ghana, uh, Ediomo from Nigeria and Clements, who's originally from Zimbabwe, um, plus Gurnet from Bristol, they're all going to be there. And uh, together with Simon Howell, who is our criminologist expert for the trial of the plant. Not so really, the guy from So You Think You Can Sing or whatever that program's called. No. No, not that no. Simon Howell. No, it's, that's Simon <laughs> Cowell. Cowell, oh, yeah. no, Simon Howell. Good week, would you like some? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> um, so if you're in Cape Town, please check out the Fields of Green for All blog. The invite is there, the address and the times and everything. Both events are free. So uh, I am going to be down there, so really it's, it would be a nice uh, opportunity to 
connect with everybody in Cape Town. I know that Nati Ferreira has been sending invites to people. I'm hoping that Juanita Bouli is going to be there. I know that Nick Heinemann and Neil Webster, Tony Budden, Gareth Prince uh, will all be at the Social Activist event on Tuesday evening. So please come and um, and share a snack and a chat with mm. us. Uh, it's not going to be a whole program of speakers or anything like that. It's basically an introduction to the project um, and a bit of update from Fields of Green and most of all a, a discussion about the, the current state of cannabis in South Africa because it's really, it really is pretty depressing it's at dismal. the moment. Mm. It really is pretty depressing. I must say. I must say that it's I can't... purple with sadness. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much to Amy and Charles who've been going through the latest yeah. iterations of the bill that came in on Tuesday. None of us were invited to the parliamentary sessions. They weren't broadcast. I haven't seen them on YouTube. Have you seen them on YouTube, Charles? Mm, I watched part of it, yeah. But you watched uh, part of it. Once again, they didn't really announce it. Nobody was really warned in advance. Uh, we exactly. weren't invited to participate as civil society this time. No, there was no participation. So, yeah, as always, it was last minute and confusing. Yeah. Mm. But thanks, anyway, for reading it. And, to, uh, yeah. and thanks to Amy as well. I know that she also read it. I actually just, we've got such a big weekend coming up with the expo that I actually couldn't bring myself to read it. Because <laughs> I thought I'd get so depressed, I'm going to go into my bedroom and close the door, you know. Yeah. So I, ha I haven't read it, but uh, Charles, thankfully, made us the most amazing infographic, which we'd like to show to you now. Thanks, Techie Team. And oh, hello, Ross. Uh, and Ross Warren is on the. Somebody so, there that said hi, John. John said hi, Joe. It's Steve. So oh. John, hi, Steve. <laughs> John, Steve. So Charles went through the cannabis for private purposes bill and made us this inf infographic about the offences, just the offences relating to the bill and what will happen in various circumstances. So if we can see there, Fields of Green for All infographic, if you can just scroll up, there you go. So in a private space, okay, which they haven't defined for us what a private space is, okay, you are now allowed, now please don't take this. This is not as law. This is not it's law. It's proposed legislation. It's, proposed. it's not through the House. Say that three let's, times. Because let's they, repeat ourselves. Yeah, Dale. It's proposed. Do not take this seriously at all. It is proposed. Yes. Draft. It's oh, not law Do not law take it seriously. Yeah. Please do not it's take this seriously. It's mad, crazy idea. Joe, what do you say? This is a movie, guys. Yes. South no, Africa a is a movie. None of it is real. This is what they <laughs> What I'm saying is, what am I going to do with four plants? What am I going to do with four yeah, plants? No. So this is proposed. This is not law. There, are, there should be no amounts. Four plants for one person. Eight for two or more people. 600 grams for one person. So two or more people could be uh, eight for two or more people. So that could be eight plants for 20 people, couldn't it? Yeah, 600 grams for one person. It's going to take you a whole life to build your house if you can only have 600 exactly. grams Exactly. Plus 1.2 kgs for two or more adults. And, and here's the thing okay. on top of that, 1.2 per adult, but you're only allowed to grow four plants. Four yeah. plants that equal 1.2 kilos. You better grow some bonsai. huge, big... So they went some, yeah. yeah. No. Mm. So the penalties are a fine or two years locked up in a cage. And don't you love Charles' little dabbing unicorn <laughs> there? So also okay. it's important to note the word human rights doesn't appear at all. Mm -hmm. And the word offences occurs 13 times. It shows you what colour the yeah. heart is of the person. This 
Yeah, the okay. prohibitionists Any, made this. So, to exchange. You are allowed to exchange, we are allowed to exchange between us 30 seeds or seedlings. <laughs> 30 <laughs> seeds, okay? Of which 27 are male. Okay? Yeah. One flowering plant. So the next time you come, anybody comes here, we often get given plants and clones and seeds. We've got to say, no, stop at the gate. You are not allowed to bring in more than one plant or 30 seeds. Let's count them. Yeah, okay? it's a of yes, seeds. let's find a separate yeah. representative to come down to the gate to count the seeds for us. Exactly. This really makes the hemp seed in Discam problematic because you can buy 500 grams for about 80 rand. Yes. Yeah. 100 grams of dry cannabis. The penalties of a maximum jail term of 15 years for anyone who deals in cannabis or provides it to a minor or a child. Provides, not sells it. So parents, are you listening? If you want to provide your child with cannabis, doesn't matter whether it's CBD, THC, whatever it is, doesn't matter if your child is dying of cancer, doesn't matter if your child has serious epilepsy, you are not allowed to and you're facing 15 years in jail. In jail. The offence is any person who exceeds the possession or limits in private or public is a fine of two years in pr prison. Scrolling up. I have an issue with the word deal when quite clearly we should be using the word trade. Exactly. Smoking in public or in front of a non-consenting adult or a child, you may be jailed for up to two years or four if it's in oh, front of a child. Serious. Now, don't you drink your beer in front of a child now, Dan? You are not allowed smoke, to open smoke a, your a beer in front of a child. Yes. Or okay. about smoking cigarettes in front of a non-consenting yeah. adult. I don't, exactly. I, Christmas I don't smoke Africa cigarettes, but I'm not going to turn on and tell anyone <laughs> a cigarette that they can't smoke a cigarette. Exactly. And who are you going to tell me that I can't smoke a cigarette standing two meters in front of you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. so, so I, I'm offended by what you think of me, so now I'm going to say you can't smoke in front of me and then you can go to yes. prison for that. There you go. Exactly. So, also, if you're at a party and somebody's smoking a, a spliff over there, you can phone the cops and say, this person's mm. smoking a spliff near me. And I, don't, and I don't consent. Yeah, I don't consent. You know, I mean, have you ever heard such bullshit? Anyway, dealing and providing cannabis with a child. What about the children? What about the children? Maximum of 15 years in prison, ladies and gentlemen. End of infographic. I'm irritated. Yeah, no, let's move on. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a good time to play Myrtle's Rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a result of um, this bill business, we had a nice week in the media too. So, thank you very much to John Perlman from the Afternoon Drive Show on 702 and his producer, Jonathan, who, um, who called me for a nice little, very short chat. And he was also incredulous, you know, on the radio. He was incredulous that the president's been speaking about this for years and nothing has happened. And then thank you very much to ENCA as well, for Dan Moyani for giving, uh, giving us a call in a Zoom session yesterday afternoon. If you follow Fields of Green for All or at Dacher Couple on any of our social media, you'll find both of those uh, interviews there. And you know, here at Fields of Green for All, if you've got media buddies, um, as our honored guest there in the corner, said earlier, we're all a bit of media whores, you know, we have to keep this cannabis thing in the media all the time. And uh, more about that later, because right now we've got Myrtle's rant. Welcome to another edition of Myrtle's rant. Wow, what a week, what a week it's been. Um, if anything, this cannabis activism business is uh, not for sissies <laughs> and also never ever boring because we never know um, what's going to happen next. And most certainly what we didn't expect this week was that Parliament were 
were considering the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill again. That is the, the Committee of the Department of Justice and Correctional Services. Um, I can confirm that nobody on what we call the big list uh, was notified of this. I don't know whether they've given up notifying us because we continue to reject the bill outright. So actually yesterday uh, we got the circulation of the amendments on the bill. We got them on our WhatsApp groups. So uh, not sure if it was emailed out to everybody, but I must just go and check in my spam folder. Maybe it's there because that's where it belongs, really. Canvas for Private Purposes Bill. So they put um, all of the amendments in purple this time. I suppose having some sort of royal decree that they are going to decide, that committee of people are going to decide our fate. And um, I must admit that I don't have the heart to read it because we've got a big weekend coming ahead of us with this Canvas Expo and I need to keep my spirits up. I need to keep some form of hope um, alive in this really, really trying time. Um, so I'm not going to read it until after the weekend. But our trusty crew, uh, Joe and Charles and Amy, they have all read bits or the whole of it. And it seems, just to summarize, that for the various things that were in abeyance, they had three different options and the committee had to vote on these three different options. And uh, the committee were given about a day and a half to vote on them. And a whole lot of the members of the committee came back and said, but we don't have enough insight or knowledge to actually even vote on these. Um, so without truthfully giving you any insight, because I haven't read it yet, Fields of Green for All, myself, myself personally, um, myself in the memory of Jules, we continue to reject the cannabis bill outright. So that really is my rant today. Okay, so we have in the studio with us Nico Vorobayov. Is that the right way to say it? Let's not get into that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you three stars for effort. Okay, so you traveled to us all the way uh, from Russia, but you didn't come straight from there. You went to some other countries first as well. Yeah, um, I haven't been in, on Russian territory since, uh, since March because of certain events, which yeah. uh, you might have heard about on the news. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I'll you don't want to go back because you might get conscripted, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like there's there's a couple of reasons uh, I don't want to go back. But yeah, one of them is I don't want to fight in Ukraine, you know, for someone else's imperial ambitions. In theory, uh, I'm not eligible for the draft because mm -hmm. I don't have any military experience. But in practice, like uh, there's a story where we're like a 20, I think she was 22 or 24 year old Vietnamese woman who just got a Russian passport two years ago. She got the draft notes, even though women aren't supposed to be conscripted yet, especially not Vietnamese women who've been in the country for two years. So there's a risk. Yeah. So um, can you just quickly tell us in a paragraph or two uh, about yourself? Um, you, you used to uh, be in the UK where you sold illegal substances to people, and did you get into trouble for that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was a bit of a naughty boy back in Blighty. Um, 
I just got caught in just the dumbest way possible. <laughs> okay. Uh, sniffing, like, I keep telling, I kept telling my customers, you know, there are, there are dogs in the tube, like police dogs, don't take anything on the tube. The tube is like the, the metro. I the think. UK is a very d difficult country to deal drugs in. It's, it's really like one of the countries where they can react in very harsh ways, even for cannabis, right? I mean, I know, I wouldn't say that the UK is like especially harsh by world standards, but uh, I will say that we've definitely been going backwards over the, just over the past 20, 30 years. So for example, uh, sometime mid to, in the early 2000s, like the government, they kind of chilled out a bit. They made uh, cannabis a class C drug, which is like, it's like on the level of like steroids or like, like medicines, if you didn't have the prescription, like it wasn't like a serious thing. And then... There was this big panic in the media, and uh, in, in the tabloids mainly about skunk. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 and that's what like, regardless of of, of what the what the evidence was. I think David Nutt, who we talked about earlier, he's he said about this. Regardless of what the evidence was, obviously like the government's got to appease the voters or like a certain segment of their voters, and they made class B again. So yeah, now you can face um, you can face years in prison for possession in theory. In practice, unlikely. But Not so much. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we've been regressing. Yeah, uh, you you came to South Africa this late last night uh, from Afghanistan, and was this your first time there? Yeah, I've been on the been on the Afghan border before in Tajikistan around, but the first time in Afghanistan yeah. proper. Yeah. They say that Afghanistan is the birthplace of cannabis, and. Uh, uh, I saw an article that you wrote for Vice magazine on uh, on plant-based drugs in Afghanistan. Can you tell us more about that? Is that cannabis? All right. So there's there's a couple. Uh, so obviously, like yeah, cannabis. Cannabis is the the one I'm on this show for. But then uh, we've also got the the opium poppy. And recently, they found a way to uh, to collect some wild shrubs in the mountain, ephedra shrubs, and make uh, crystal meth. Out of that. Ooh, so plant-based oh plant vegan crystal meth. <laughs> really? <laughs> look, crystal look, I mean, meth. all, all uh, chemical substances came from a, a plant compound at some point. It's just been synthesized now, right? So yeah, yeah. it's technically the original recipe, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Do you, so, so it's a, something that has the same effect as crystal meth? No, it is. It is methamphetamine. It is, it is methamphetamine. Yeah. Okay, plant. very interesting. Yeah. So do they do they synthesize it with chemicals? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you got you hire a bunch of like peasant shepherd boys to scour the mountains for these because you need a lot of them. The reason why uh, we why we synthesize instead of spending all day in the mountains gathering shrubs is because yeah. it's a lot of work. It's just easier to just get some yeah. chemicals from China. Okay. Okay. And the cannabis? Yeah. Wow. So. This year, I've been uh, traveling to different countries, checking out the, the local, the local uh, specifically cannabis and hash scene there. So I've tried Moroccan, and Lebanese, and Afghani, and between them, Afghani is the one that blew my head off the most. Is it? Of yeah. yeah. Okay. In terms of the plants. In terms of the the potency of the hash. Potency of the hash. Yeah, like Moroccan hash, like it's not the best. Like it's so popular in Europe because it's just across the sea. They just gotta get a speedboat, yes, yes. like half an hour, and, and it's done. Whereas Afghani hash, it's, Afghanistan's in the middle of nowhere. Yes, yes. Yeah. So to get to the big markets, so Europe, America, it's gotta travel a long way. So you obviously had uh, privilege of, well, did you have privilege going to see it being made, or 
yeah. in fields. Yeah, yeah, they um they showed me the whole process oh. how they first first they you need like a shitload of plants. They took me to this big tent and I was thinking, you know that scene in Jurassic Park with the big pile of uh dinosaur dew. Yeah. Is this a legacy process, something they've been doing for, for a long time? Yeah, um like so, part of their culture. Yeah, so it's been in has to be in Afghan culture for hundreds of years. There's a legend of a of a Sufi saint. A Sufi is like a, a type of type of Islam called Baba Kul, and he's like the one who who introduced supposedly introduced uh, Hash to Afghanistan. But nobody really knows what the what the true story is. Okay, okay. so you're about the process? Are they the big the big pile of poo? Yeah. So so you need they need they 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 have this big pile. Mm -hmm. Then they bash it with uh, with sticks or they stamp on it. Uh, to kind of get it, grind it down to sort of powder. Then they throw this powder over a sieve. And they do this a couple more times until eventually, like, you have, uh, the, the more, the more, uh, sieved it is, like, the more concentrated it is. Mm -hmm. And if, um, they also, they didn't use, they didn't waste the, the plant either. If, um, they get the stalks and they make little tubes out of them. So one way of smoking, like, when you don't have a bong, you don't have papers, you have nothing. Um, you just put uh, put the hash on top of like some some burning embers, and you get the stalk and you suck it up like oh, a like pipe. Hot knives. Yeah, like yeah. Like we're talking we about some Muslim knives. hippies right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And and the hash is it very dark and very. Yeah, the yeah. most the most potent stuff the yeah. the Afghani black. Yeah, that's uh, that's very dark. It's very oily. It's got cannabis yeah. oil sticking it together. That's why it's sometimes called like sticky Afghan. Mm. Okay. And does anybody smoke flour? Flour? No, I haven't seen it. No. It's it's okay. purely a hash country. All of really? them. Oh, okay. Lot, very uh, lot, that whole region, even if you look all the way through Jordan, Israel, even as far as Israel, it's predominantly hash. So you don't find much flour. That's really interesting. And hash is actually yeah. much cheaper than the flour. Yeah. And you did you see? Did you see the? You obviously saw the fields of the of the flour growing. Uh no, because no. I only arrived uh, like a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. it's already like the far, the harvest season had just passed. Ah, uh, of course, so then, yeah, because they got the same, yeah, yep. same yeah. harvest. Season. But literally, like a few days before, so they they still had the plants all fresh. They were still working with the plants. Yeah. But uh, I, I saw some fields, but they're all just empty, barren male plants because they didn't use the male plants. Okay. Just a few months. Okay, but they don't pull the males out because they don't care if it's pollinated. Yeah, you just see them there, dead and withered. Oh, I see. Like a zombie okay. movie. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, you know, you have that stereotype of the Afghan weed being so-called, we don't really believe in indica and sativa, but is it, are they indica-looking plants with big fat leaves? And short. Short, short, fat. No, they're, from what, from what I've seen, like, they, they can grow pretty big. I'm not sure which, uh, specific which seed they use, but they said uh, they have two different kinds. They have one which grows really tall and one which grows really wide okay okay but they since being like illiterate farmers they couldn't tell me exactly like what mm. kind of what strain is, it was yeah. for them it was just seeds because afghanistan also is quite a huge huge country right so yeah. there is a sort of a desert region the, the picture that we all have of afghanistan and then there's the mountainous regions as well that are quite mm. lush and cold okay so there you'd probably have your your shorter yeah. thicker indica looking plants yeah, or maybe it's, you know, it's like the high felt because cannabis loves it up here, but yeah. doesn't particularly like the Western Cape, you know, yeah. because there the soils are very sandy, oh, and it's, it's mainly awful. very, um, uh, not very high above sea, 
sea level. So I suppose the altitude really helps that, and also with trichome production. Yeah, and there's so much wind in Cape Town, the plants don't like that. So uh, in uh, um, uh, cannabis in your life, can you tell us um, uh, in the UK, when you, were you selling it to people? Yeah, so my main, my main product was weed. I had a couple of other things as well, but weed, weed was the big one because like, everybody smokes weed. Yeah. When you get down to other things, it's more of like a niche. Mm. And how long did you do this for and, and what then eventually uh, happened to you that made you change your mind and how did you end up in, in journalism? So, when I got caught on the, on the tube, very stupidly. Oh, on the tube. Uh, on, the, on the metro. Mm. Then I got, uh, the I got two and a half years at, uh, at her, in Her Majesty's Palace, HMP. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it all started then because I was writing a lot of letters to my friends on the outside. And I, because I was studying at, at university then. So like, well, most of my friends are kind of like middle class educated. So they didn't really have as much experience of the, of the justice system. So they just thought, I need to die. So they just thought it was just like funny kind of the observations I was making and yeah just kind of writing letters is what got me into writing. Had a couple articles published and yeah here we are. Okay good and then you're making a living off that. And what do you work? Do you work as a freelancer? Is, is writing for or is writing for Vice a full-time thing? Or do you just you write the articles and then you um, sell them to whoever or how does it work? Uh, yeah, I like waking up when, when I want in the morning. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're not dancing to anybody else's tune. Yeah. So you're a freelance journalist, essentially. Yeah, I like what I do. You know, if I if I hadn't gone to prison, I ha wouldn't have had this job. I probably would have had like some other kind of boring nine to five, like everyone else. And I'm not I'm not a nine to five guy. So you don't no, have exactly. regrets. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. even though, even though, yeah, it did cause a lot of pain for for me and my family at that time. <coughs> um, you know, it's made me who I am today. You learned a lot from the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I saw this really um, great uh, quote today, and it said, "The opposite of courage is not cowardice; it is conformity. Even a dead fish can go with the flow." Yeah. And, uh, I like that one today. No, so thank you one. to my dear friend Aideen Griffin in uh, in Ireland. She posted that on her Facebook, and I think that that's the thing with the with the, this crazy cannabis world of ours. Is we all we're all we're nonconformists. We all see the world with slightly different eyes. I mean, do you see the cannabis as a teach uh, as a teacher plant? Do you? Um, how how instrumental has cannabis been in making you the person that you are? I mean, I'll say one thing: cannabis is not a gateway drug because I did all the hard stuff before I had weed. Ah <laughs> yes, you see, there's evidence, ladies and gentlemen. Your honour, there is the evidence. Yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly. proof against the the justice system that's arresting someone for cannabis doesn't change a thing because we know so many people who've come out of jail and their bond with the cannabis plants is actually even stronger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're never going to stop smoking weed. So why did yeah. that prison sentence actually help anybody? Or what about people who are my generation? I was just telling Nico today around the stoop table that, um, you know, I, I, when I was at school, we knew that all the guys in my matric class, that they were all either going to go to university or they're going straight off to the army, something which Nico is possibly facing in Russia because it seems to be quite arbitrary, this conscription. So... 
uh, all of our young white males were conscripted into the army and the amount of people of my generation, particularly men who smoke weed because they started in the army as a stress reduction measure. And as yeah. I mean, if you didn't smoke weed in the army, imagine you were fighting that border war in Angola. And afterwards for post-traumatic stress. Mm. And, and so it should be. And I, here's talking about PTSD as a shout out. Uh, the other day was Veterans Day in America. Um, so you know that the Veterans Action Council, the VAC, are international affiliates at Fields of Green for All. So we really do hold out for the veterans of the world. And unfortunately we have this war in Ukraine that is creating a whole lot of new, new veterans. And Michael Kravitz, who's a member of our team, he lives in Roanoke in Virginia, he's a veteran of the war in Guam of all places. Do you even know where Guam is? So I think when we look at this, on the one hand, there's this amazing, really interesting stories about rural Afghanistan. And then on the other side, is cannabis used for PTSD and very, a very 21st century war. So it's really, really interesting having you in the, in the studio today. It's, it's uh, I'm glad you brought up Ukraine because I've heard some, there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of talk that because uh, of, of the war, because they have so many injured veterans now, Ukraine's uh, thinking about legalizing marijuana medically. There you go. Good and news. Yeah. Mm. And we've met the Ukrainian activist at, at the UN in Vienna, Pyotr. Um, uh, I, think, I don't think he'll be watching this, um, but he's uh, from Kiev and um, apparently he's fine. I've heard on the, on the he's been uh, in Kiev all along. Uh, and he certainly is a drug policy activist um, of note. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with weed in Ukraine. Yeah. How's the how's the weed that side in Russia and Ukraine? Is it good? Because um, I mean, we hear about many other countries. Yeah. But we don't usually it's hear about easy the weed. to get, and what's it like? Um, I haven't been to Ukraine, but I've heard that the scene it's very similar. So, no, right? Like in theory, in theory, like having a small amount there just for yourself, I think it's up to like six grams. It's uh, it's uh, it's basically decriminalized. It's an administrative offense. But and there's actually been a study like uh, looking into the arrest stats on this. The most common amount of drugs the police find on someone in the arrest is just enough to start a criminal case. So, so they're frame people. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, asking them for a little on the spot fine, as it were. Um, and because <laughs> of that, there's no like open drug scene in Russia. There's no like area, like no neighborhood where you can go. They used to be in the 90s, not anymore. So what happened now is everything's gone online. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. WhatsApp, the, Telegram. Yeah, Telegram and also the dark web. Yeah. And because there's no hand-to-hand -hand transactions and the postal system in Russia is shit, um, they, uh, they basically you send over the crypto and then they give you like the, on the GPS coordinates on Google Maps where to find it. So it's basically like, you know, kind of like a Pokemon Go for yeah. drugs. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun, actually. Well, like we used to do geocaching in the yeah. early days of, of, of satellite tracking Jeez, or whatever. So they, call it. Then they never doing. see the person they're selling, buying from, ever. And is the weed yeah. good? Yeah. Yeah, what's the quality like? Yeah, we've got... Because there, there's a lot of indoor grows now in Russia. Uh, we also have a lot of the Afghani hash. There's a big... Um, there was a big hash shortage on the dark web a couple of years ago yeah. when COVID struck. Can you grow outdoor? You can in summer, yeah, like seasonally in the summer. Russia's really big, I suppose climate varies quite. There's quite a few areas where weed just grows naturally, but it's more like hempy weed. It's like very low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's in the hemp belt. 
It is. It's, it's very yeah. much deep is in it? the hemp belt. Sure. And, so and industrial cannabis, hemp, is, is that legal in Russia? Is it an industry? Because, I mean, surely it comes from there. Well, there's um, more than bits. What's funny is I think Russia is probably the only country in the world which actually has a monument to cannabis. Well, there's an area called Vedenha in in Moscow. It's got a lot of like old Soviet statues there, and one of them is a monument. I think it's like some monument to the farmers of the USSR, and it's got like a full blown like cannabis plant on it. It's hemp. Oh wow! At the same time, like almost everything apart from industrial hemp is very illegal in Russia. Okay. okay. Even like there's a law uh, called narco propaganda. There's like. There was these famous kind of like anti anti gay gay propaganda laws a couple yes. of years back. Yeah. So basically, anti narco propaganda. It's the same thing. Yeah. And you've even got you had people uh, getting fined for having a little cannabis leaf on their baseball cap. Oh. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of media reading about that. Yeah. I remember reading yeah. about that a, a while ago. Hi. Wow. So Nico, um, uh, there's a lot of information about you on the net. Can you tell our viewers where they can find your articles to read? I know that on YouTube there's some other interviews with you for people that want to know more because you've got so many stories. I've watched some of them and there's too many to fit in one of our episodes. Uh, yeah, I've written a book. It's called Dope World. Um, you can find it uh, anywhere books are sold, really. Um, dope, on dope World. Dope World. Yeah. Are we going to have to get a copy yes, for you definitely. to sign yes. before, for, our, for our dope library? Yes, <laughs> our bookshelf. <laughs> so I'm sure that if you just searched, uh, you just searched Dope World, you would... Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, folks yeah. can read your articles on on the Vice <coughs> website, right? Yeah, you know, I'm on Vice. I'm also doing a lot of work on Al for Al Jazeera lately, and also the okay. Independent in the UK. <laughs> yeah, Al Jazeera is a good station. They are quite neutral when it comes to news. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, Nico is going to be joining me at the Cannabis Expo on Saturday afternoon, so maybe you'll be lucky enough to get a, uh, a selfie with a oh, famous no. journalist. <laughs> a famous international journalist. Yeah. <laughs> cool, there it is there. So, um, Locally available. So as everybody knows, it's the Cannabis Expo this weekend, and we are very um, uh, excited to be giving away a ticket. Yeah, Isn't that so nice? we've got CBDNN now, right? Yeah. So, oh... We have some local news. <laughs> I absolutely promise the techies. Thank you, uh, Brad. Thank you, Nick, for being behind um, for being behind the desk tonight. It was really nice uh, to have our our new tech team. As Boom was unavailable, he's too busy working tonight. So. Um, I promised them that I would give them the, the cue to do the little thing for our new section, which is called CBDNN. <laughs> and this weekend we've got the Cannabis Expo coming up and we've got a ticket giveaway. Joe is going to tell us from the corner over there um, about the ticket giveaway. Yeah, you have to come to, to win okay. it, right, Joe? So, so there's, there's rules to this <laughs> ticket giveaway. You need to um, be able to actually attend the Expo on one of the days, either Friday, Saturday or Sunday. It's one ticket, it's a day pass, and it is being given away by EnergyWise. So they normally supply directly to retailers. But what okay. they've done is they've come up with a new product, and they are, for the very first time, launching this product and making it available to the public directly. Mm. So all I need you to do in the comments, now that the troll's been removed, thanks, Nilio. Mm -hmm. 
um, is go onto either their Facebook or their uh, Instagram and quickly have a look, see what's their new product called? And the first person who can tell me in the comments will win that ticket. And just for follow-up, we're going to need like email addresses and full names and stuff. So like, yeah. You must be able to make it to Santon on Friday, Saturday or Sunday to redeem your ticket. And yeah. energy-wise, make lights. Energy-wise, yeah. make lights. They've been in the agricultural yeah. sector long before the cannabis sector became formalized, okay. shall we say. Great. So, yeah, he's, very, he's literally, he drove up from Durban. They left stupid hours this morning. It's his first expo. Okay. Uh, Jonas, he's very excited, and in fact, even wave at him because I know he's watching the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Energy Wise, for giving us that ticket, and of course, Fields of Green for All will be um, sharing the a stall with Dankpack. Yay! Yeah, we love Dankpack. The speed rolling competition. And then there is also uh, Walter from Arp Truck, and I have been chatting and conspiring because <laughs> everybody loves Arp Truck's rolling competition. Woo, woo, woo. So we told. You, Nico, hey, what the um, what arp twak means, hey? Right, right. Yeah. So, Do you remember? Monkey tobacco, right? Yes. Monkey yes. tobacco, yeah. yeah. So, can so, you roll? Are you gonna take part? How fast can you roll? That's why I buy these things. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I only learned how to roll this year. Okay. In Morocco, wow. from a Finnish backpacker. Okay. Before that, so, even though I sold weed, I'd never smoke weed on my own. Okay. So, oh, like, so you I, always wait for somebody else to roll. Right. I always just happen to be with people who can. Like I, I, I lived with 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 people I sold weed to, so they were always around. You know. Yeah. So you slipped through the cracks. Shal yeah, also. Shal, but you don't roll too bad. No, I can roll. I just I, I don't enjoy it so much. But can uh, you roll and in under a minute? What does anybody no. know? What's our truck's no. record? Speed rolling is not my fast. It's like three, seconds. It's yeah, under three point two somewhere. Around seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I rolled yeah. them at uh, Mary Jane's hacienda. They were there for one of the events um, that I went to, and I, I rolled against our truck there, and uh. it took me like seven times longer than him. Yeah, you need to I'm not going to embarrass myself. It's like when you're at home, you can run around really fast, like just throw it in, run to it. But when you're standing there and you're on that table and you, you as as you, the timer goes, the all of a sudden on. you're like, oh shit. But also that I must say that rolling with that shitty stuff that's there doesn't yeah. is not the same. Yeah, he doesn't use uh, that not the same as weed. Slightly different. Does he use like Lifolo yes. or something? Yes, Lifolo. Lifolo has partnered with him to do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Lifolo as well. Although we don't really like rolling your product, uh, it is a very good product. As um, I must say, I recently had Lifolo Mix C. I don't I like know if it's it. available yet. I like but it. It was an amazing mix. It was so delicious. It had this flavour. I oh, can use Lifolo to get off nicotine, actually. Yeah, oh. yeah, you yeah. can. Because the herbs they use are also stimulants and plants that do something. They're not just, you know, not just filler. Okay. Well, you can also catch Lifolo, our affiliate, um, at the expo. And we hope that by the end of the expo, um, there's going to be lots more fields of green for all affiliates. If you are have a relationship with the cannabis plant, it really would be the right thing to do, to join either the Green Network at 49 Rand a month or for your company to become an affiliate of Fields of Green for All. We even have a special, special private space coming up for private cannabis social clubs to also become affiliates of Fields of Green. We do have a few ready waiting in the wings for our new page uh, to happen. So 
that, ladies and gentlemen, is the expo. It's going to be a crazy, busy, tiring uh, three days. And if you like to catch me on the stage, I will be speaking as the last speaker of the day on Saturday. So don't get too stoned before 7.30 in the evening. <laughs> They've given me an extra 10 minutes. And I'm really looking forward to telling everybody myself and my legal theme, uh, team's thoughts on the concept of Ubuntu in the cannabis industry. And uh, Ubuntu, of course, is an ancient African word that means I am who I am because of you. And we really, really need a good dose of Ubuntu in the cannabis industry. So if you'd like to hear our thoughts, please join, uh, please join me in the main uh, stage area at 7.30 on Saturday night. And I'm sure that'll be loads of fun. And what was loads of fun and what we've got for you as a little insert right now is... A, a, a video and thank you very much to Boom and thank you very much to Joe for the video edit and we know that a lot of you were very very sorry to have missed the Amber Cup uh, Saturday before last uh, we now have a little video to show you what you missed Jazz Farm and Fields of Green for all team for standing by me. I love you all so much. We made it. Sure, what with going to Nigeria, what with, you know, having no money, whatever. We pulled it off, folks. Mm, well we? done. Woo! Uh, a very special thank you to all of the entrants. You guys went above and beyond. I think that there were a lot of people here today who have seen the ugly arm of the law and who really get this point that we have to get this job right. You know, and there were quite a lot of people uh, in the room today who've smelt the inside of a pizza. Yeah, and it makes all the difference for our activism. I think everybody's had a really great time and there's been an incredibly high standard. I think that the, more importantly than the THC content, okay, um, is the information that is supplied by the exhibitor because there were very many dab virgins here today. And I've been chatting to people and they've said that the information has been impeccable, incredibly informative. So as you know, the voting was across five categories. 
so that it wasn't only about the effect and it wasn't only about the high THC. So I am extremely proud to announce in third place, Cookie Man Bakery! Yeah. 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 Like hand over this. <laughs> Second place, we have the beautiful boys from Marijuana SA! I just want to cry. emotional here behind, around the table um, so that was fun the amber cup was fun thanks for the little movie it'll be on our on our YouTube channel so now tell me uh, there was a very very important daily maverick article that came out today yes um, very very interesting actually right the daily daily maverick uh, speaking about the charlatans corruption collusion and exploitation in cannabis so now, since the start of legalization, let's put it that way, or the end of prohibition in 2018, when we got our private purposes um, uh, constitutional right, um, but the government didn't mandate anybody to start a cannabis industry or build up any sort of infrastructure surrounding this industry. Yeah. And so as the years went on and government did nothing about it, this industry sort of built itself up. Let's just put it that way. With all sorts of charlatans, to put it in a nice way, um, trying to invest, people that don't necessarily know that much about cannabis aren't yeah. truly invested in the plants in specific ways, but are just trying to find loopholes to make an absolute killing, mm. because of course the plant promises a lot of money. Yeah, I liked the sharp observations of the writer of this uh, piece. Um, she noticed uh, all kinds of things that we've all been noticing over the years, but that everybody doesn't always point out, especially not in public. So this piece dropped like a hot potato today, and I'm sure a lot of people are talking about it. And uh, what's even more uh, interesting is that it's the first of a four-part series, so I'm very curious to see what is going to come uh, next. You know, there's three more of these 20-minute reads coming. And this one was in-depth. There's a, a lot of these charlatans around. Yeah? A lot I've of them. It, I've seen lots. That mm. And a lot of them will money. be at the expo tomorrow. They just come in with them. They want devil. They've got the money. They want to yeah. set up a facility. Yeah. And they've got the, they've they, got the wrong they, approach. Their heart's in the wrong place. Well, and they, they're not they know people. everything because they've got the money. And when they think they, when they have the money, everyone thinks that they, they're clever. And that doesn't but let's not, yeah, let's, it doesn't let's, always let's, add up here. Eh? So not, there's people that have, yeah. Let's wasted. not be around the bush. There, there is nothing legal about trading in cannabis in South Africa. 
Yeah. We can possess it and we can consume it in our private dwelling, but but we cannot trade it. Yeah, not much has changed, and people pretend that much has changed, yes. and it's, it's not really the truth. What this article pointed out as well is that the situation with SAPRA being the kind of gatekeeper at the moment, and the, the, the lack of regulations that we have is festering like a wound. It's getting worse and worse, and it's already four years too late. You know, government had two years to, to come out with regulations, and nothing's been done. And this year, they're dragging their feet more than ever. Well, um, excuse my streaming eyes from the smoke. <laughs> um, I really recommend that everybody actually go and read this article because it really does tell it like it is. Yeah, it's um, amazing. There was given, uh, SARPA were given a right to reply, uh, and they did, citing the INCB, which is the International Narcotics Control Board. Uh, and giving some really dubious reasons why they are allowed to regulate cultivation, you know. So, yeah, go and read the article. It's really important. <laughs> yeah, what also came out was a, a reply from SAPRA. Because I, th I think the, 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 the publishers, um, the Daily Maverick, they contacted SAPRA and yeah. asked them for an opinion. Yeah. They showed it to them and said, what have you got to say about this? Yeah. And SAPRA gave a very long very complicated uh, explanation, which um, was a bit difficult for me to understand. I only read it once. Well, Maybe. we're going to actually unpack that next week. Okay. So go and read the article, then we're going to yeah. unpack Sarpa's reply next week. Okay, yeah. good. So I'm looking forward to, to that. So I have to go and do something about my streaming yeah. eyes. And we're we're going to have a, an Instagram now, right? No, we're going to get to th uh, 43.5. <laughs> Let me jump in here Okay. in, in Myrtle's spot for a little small section. Information received from SAPRA The other thing today. that SAPRA, we found out about um, today, uh, I saw Nati posted it, is that SAPRA, uh, uh, cannabinol, CBN, right? Not THC, not CBD, CBN, has been scheduled uh, under Schedule 6. Yeah. That's one of the 420 cannabinoids. That's it. So I'm going to read it because I'm rude. You know me, I'm rude. Uh, under the latest consolidated schedule uh, schedules, cannabinol was attached and will fall under Schedule 6. From a chemistry perspective, cannabinol will be included um, in the point of... Oh, God, it's, it's a bit... Ex yeah, it's Listen, very complicated. So basically they've taken it to Schedule 6, which... Um, I, I tried to go onto the SAPRA website uh, today to confirm this, and their website is down. So basically, yet again, they want to legalize, yes, but small parts of the yeah, lots are of nitty-gritty changes. I mean, CBN is really, really good for stomach issues, and it's really prevalent. Am I, Mr. Grower, guys? Isn't it really pre prevalent in our African land races? Exactly. So if you're just growing your plants at home and it's got CBN in it, mm. is that illegal? Is that a Schedule 6 now? So you can't have that. Schedule time. 6, well, I don't think the well, cops I mean, don't give a fuck when they come knocking on your door. They see it, doesn't like have They see the leaves, they see the flowers, and they but see. I, I think more pollen. in terms of isolating the compounds of the plant. Mm. That yeah. certain part of the plant is going to be prohibited. So, further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so that was just the extra side note I wanted to add on there. Um, so we're going to look into that um, a little bit better as well next week. Um, now we can have a look at Instagram. <laughs> and there's can, not many entrants this winner. week. We only have three entrants, and one of them is Tiggy Zolz, who we can't let win yet. So there's actually only two entrants. So it's a special mention because yeah. the, the picks are always great. But Nico is going to choose the winner for us. Can you make it a little bit bigger, guys? Senpai mm -hmm. Genetics with Cherry So Geisha. that's 
Oh, wow, it looks like a, like a sunflower. I don't think I've seen them, them yeah, taking that's us tiggy. before, so thank no, that's you for, tiggy. The, for the tag. Is that Tiggy? That's Tiggy. That, no, that no. Yes, I know, Senpai Genetics is Tiggy. <coughs> oh, okay. <coughs> Two weeks ago, because we tried to give him a prize, and he was like, no, but it's me. Well, he's so more, rather more give it to somebody else. <laughs> yes. Then there's only one entrant, one photo. So. <laughs> Which is great. So let's see what the beautiful pictures are anyway. Oh, you see, Tiggy always oh, nails wow. it. Dude, that's so pretty. Has he told us what camera he's using? I, I no, oh, I don't so think he has. The other two is one person, or with this. So Mas Keith is is the winner. Yeah, this is the only one you, <laughs> you didn't can even choose. have to choose. <laughs> 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 but we can. I'll take it back. <clears throat> I'm just gonna. Go, I think the group has settled for Mas Keith now. Yeah, guys, really, we need entries for this. There's a really nice goodie bag that you can win every week. Um, that we have the competition, but we've been scraping to get enough entrance. And with the phones nowadays, yeah. it's not it's not that difficult to take a really nice shot. Yeah, it. really. We had three entries this week, and two of them were the same person. We can Jesus. do better than that kind of a community. When we first started this, we were having loads of entries, but they took our hashtags more. away. Yeah, so no, you have to tag us directly. That's you have to the trick. at Hotbox Show yeah. ZA. You have if to I've actually tag our, tag our us, account. Yeah. Tag yeah. us in the in uh, underneath in the in the blurb or on the photo. Okay, cool. I'm just waiting to see if we've got some poll results. Oh, exciting, yes. So that we can actually give the poll results at the end. Now, Moss Keith, you have to send us your details and we'll send you a goodie bag. Has anybody answered the question for the ticket yet? Uh, I was checking while I was on the couch, so... <laughs> I found actually quite a lot of our people who watch our show are from Cape Town, Durban... Yeah, there's the a lot of... Now. And then there was also that troll. <laughs> Again, and today. Is it the song. same one from last time? Yeah. Really? Do you How think did he slip back in? Do you yeah, think under a new name. So I can give you the, um, the YouTube results in the meantime. Uh, we have, uh, do you believe that Sarpro is corrupt? 0% uh, of the people said no. And, and so that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we're all vibing along on the, the same thing. On which one? YouTube, it's eh? Yeah. 22% so. uh, of the people oh, said no. maybe. On the fence. They're, yeah, they're on the fence. They're like, they're hearing rumbles, but they haven't I seen can any be hard evidence, maybe. I, I can be convinced, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which leaves 78% of our votes saying and that it's a, a, a yes. It was a yes. So we had quite a few people voting tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That's cool. Well, I think that's been a brilliant show. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back from the streaming eyes. It's definitely the week because Dan's eyes were also streaming just now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week or we'll no, see or you tomorrow at the expo. At the expo. We'll yes. see you at the expo. Do you have any sign out vibes? Um, no, you're right. Sorry, Dale, did I steal yours? <laughs> I'm gonna just say smoke one for Jules. Yeah, light one up for Jules. Always. Just smoke up, kids. That's it. <laughs> I just, as Bye per usual, everybody. Yeah, stay safe, choose happy. See you at the expo. Go. Hello, very, 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 very